Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me once again for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about the leader's mindset. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always. And if you desire to take some notes, that would be good. And as always, we want to start out here with my quote of today, and it says this, if you want to kill a man's vision, give him two. And that is so true. So I want us to go quickly here to Proverbs chapter number 11, and we're going to look here at verse number 14. And I got the ESV translation, but you can grab whatever Bible you have close to you. And open up this passage with me today in Proverbs, once again, chapter number 11, starting here at verse number 14. This is a familiar passage of scripture, but I do think this speaks of leadership so profoundly. Notice what it says, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. This is so true. I've seen this in so many areas of my own life in leading people and following uh, my own leadership. It is so true that where there is no guidance, people will fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. There is much safety. If, in fact, you're going to lead and there is, trust me on this, There is such a need for leadership. We are looking for it everywhere. But I want to give you something that I want you to tuck in your heart. What you are looking for ultimately is already inside of you. That's one of the things I really had to really understand and come into because you really have to come into leadership and you really have to understand that what you are really, truly looking for is in yourself. And don't get me wrong, I realize that God has raised up different kinds of people in different pockets of the world, but because of where we are right now in this time that we live in, we need people, ordinary people who seemingly feel like they have no voice, no influence. You are the person that God is going to use. So I want you to begin to really hear this that I'm saying, and I want to kind of put it and frame it in a way that can really help you get what I'm saying today when we talk about the leader's mindset. Because the reality is, I don't know whether or not leaders are born. I'm not sure about that. And I talked about this on a previous episode some time ago. But I do understand that you have to come up to a place where you want to do it. And now is the time. You got something inside of you and you may think it's insignificant. I think we all think what we got inside of us is insignificant. But trust me, it's enough to help you and other people. And I want to say this to you as well, especially if you're a Christian, that people are watching you. 
I know you don't think that they are because sometimes we feel like we got to reach some type of plateau, some type of level, some type of financial situation. We got to become a millionaire. You know, we got to have four and five books. No, that's not it. People are watching people who say they're Christians. Trust me on this. I know what I'm talking about. And you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a church leader. You don't have to have a, you don't have to work for a Fortune 500 company. You don't have to be a six-figure man or a woman. The moment you name the name of Christ, people are really trying to see if you really about that life. Are you really about what you're saying you're about? So I don't want to scare you off, but I want to encourage you today that ultimately what the world needs now is someone like you who will rise up with all the stuff you've been through, with all the trials and all the tribulations that you've been through. You got enough inside of you where not only you can help yourself, but you can help others where there's no guidance. Where there is no roadmap, people are going to fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there's safety. Where there are people who will rise up, that's that abundance of counselors. That's that abundance of leadership. You know, when people have a failed this and a failed that, we write them off. We want to cancel them. We want to say they don't know anything. But trust me, when you failed a lot at certain things, trust me, you know enough to be able to lead people in what you've done that didn't work. So you got something there that can help people and catapult them to a place that they've never been before. And I've often said this, if you're a mother and a father, you're already a leader. You're already leading your kids, but you need to see it in a different way. You need to see yourself more than how you're seeing yourself. So your mindset is really what compels you to take certain actions or lead you to do nothing about your situation. So your mindset influences how you see yourself and others around you. So these various mindsets can mean different things to many different people, but I want you to begin to develop the leader's mindset because again, you are a leader in some capacity. And again, when we talk about mindset, we're talking about what it is set on. Everybody has something that they're thinking about all the time. And again, what you think disqualifies you is the very thing that does qualify you. You are qualified because of the things that you've gone through in your life. See, we got to get out of our mind all of the things that we think we got to accomplish and achieve for somebody to listen to us. And don't get me wrong. You obviously can't lead people beyond where you can take your own self. But I want you to know today that if you are willing and if you are obedient and if you are really at a point in your life where you are just tired of just living the same old situation from Monday to Sunday, nothing ever changes other than the days of the week. But everything else seems to be the same old monotonous, mundane stuff. I want to really insert this in your life today and say that there's good news for you that God has his eyes on you and he really wants and desires to take you to the next level. But you got to be willing to go. So what kind of mindset do you have? 
That's what we really need to uncover. What kind of mindset do you have? Again, when we talk about mindset, the leadership mindset, we're talking about what is your mindset on? What are you thinking about every day? So we're going to talk about two sides of the coin. Now, on last week's episode, I talked about get busy living or get busy dying. And you're going to want to take a listen to that. I said that there are two types of mindsets. There are fixed mindsets and there are growth mindsets. And each has its benefits and they most certainly have their downsides. So finding the type of mindset that you have is key to understanding how you are going to operate in every facet of your life. Now, there are certain mindsets that hinder you from becoming all that you desire to be and becoming all that God has invested in your life. This is the first part that I want to deal with, the mindsets that hinder leadership. Again, you might want to write these down. Number one is a fearful mindset, a mindset that is constantly in fear and in dread. This is going to hinder you from leading. And again, I've gone through this whole thing, especially when I started the ministry over 17 years ago. I was fearful that nobody was going to listen to me. I had no cachet. Nobody knew me. I moved to a new city, a new state. And you got some fear inside of you. Is anybody going to listen to me? Can I influence anybody? Do I have enough? And the Lord ministered to me and he helped me to understand that what I've invested in you is already enough. You take what I've invested and it will grow. And that really helped me because it helped me to understand that God had already put something inside. But in order for that thing to grow, I got to get beyond fear, fear of being inadequate, fear of not believing in myself, because you've got to have a self-belief. So fear is really in us because of the world that we live in, things that we look at, the things that people have said about us. I mean, it comes from all kinds of situations, but this thing will really hinder your leadership. Number two, a lazy mindset, a mindset that just don't want to do nothing, just feels like, you know, why even try? Why even get up? Why even try to grow or read a book. It's just lazy. And here's the thing about laziness. It's amazing that you don't have to practice being lazy. Just do nothing. But when it comes time to doing something you don't want to do, it's amazing how much we have to put a lot of mental effort and will behind the things that we don't want to do. But being lazy is commonplace. And most people are lazy, I believe, because of this thing called fear. Number three, an envious mindset. Now, listen to this. Envy is a feeling of resentment by someone else's possessions or qualities. You'll be surprised that people never rise to leadership because they're too envious about what other people have. Here's what I want you to understand. You don't know how they got what they got. So why be envious of it? A lot of things that we see is not really what it is. That's one of the things that I had to learn growing up. I had to realize that the things that I'm looking at and you you wish you were somebody else, once you really take a peek inside, they're not what they say that they are. You got enough that God has placed inside of you that you don't have to be envious. You are better than that. And that is one of the things that really kills people's ability to lead. Number four. A greed mindset, a mindset that says, 
I'll never have enough. I always want more, 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 more. There's nothing wrong with wanting to grow and becoming something, but it is something wrong with hoarding it for yourself. That is not the mindset you want. You don't want to have a greedy mindset. Now watch this. If you're going to be greedy for information to help people, that's different. But if all is about you just storing up and having barns and bigger barns, no, that's not what we're after. Number five, a short-term mindset, a mindset that doesn't play the long game. That's what hinders leaders is that they just look at what's in front of them. They just look at where they are right now. But you got to be prophetic when we talk about leadership. You got to be able to look 5, 10, 15, 20 years ahead of you. Is everything for you right now just short-term relationships that you in, short-term jobs that you in, short-term marriages that you're in, just short-term uh, homes that you live in, just short-term businesses that you're starting, short-term, even being a Christian. Is, is this just a short-term thing for you? If you have a short-term mindset, it says to me that you're not a legacy builder. It says to me that you're just in it for yourself. So we can't be short-term in our thought process because these are the things that hinder our mindset. Number six, an angry mindset. Man, this is most powerful because anger is a poison that we drink on a day-to-day basis when we can't control ourselves. Now, there's nothing wrong with being angry about conditions and certain things in life and about how people may be treated because we can use that anger as motivation to change certain things that's going on, not only in our lives, but in the lives of other people. But if you're just angry all the time where you're just blame deflecting and excuse making, that is not going to help you being a leader. And then you got to ask yourself this question. What are you angry about? Is that is that not what God asked Cain? Cain, what you angry about? If you do well, won't I receive you? Won't I accept you? So anger happens on the inside of us, man, when we look at things that we feel like we can't change and we start immediately just being angry and mad and bitter. But watch this. You drinking your own poison. That is not cool. That is not good. There are a lot of angry people, especially now in this pandemic or post-pandemic. Y'all, I don't know really what to call this right now that we're in because people are still getting COVID. And when I hear about that, it sounds so strange. I'm like, man, people are still getting COVID? So it's just helping me to realize, have we even moved at all? Well, I'm, I'm assuming we have because people are out and about. But, hey, man, there are people that are getting COVID. There are people that are still getting shots. Even in the area that I live in, I still see people wearing their masks. And so this is a still reminder of people that are angry about the world that they live in. And watch this. A birthplace, really, I believe, of anger, again, is fear. When people are afraid, they get mad. And we got a lot of angry, mad people. But I want you to know that is going to truly, truly hinder your leadership. And then number seven, a follower mindset. Now watch this. 
There's nothing wrong with following because I do believe a great leader continues to follow somebody that's greater than them. But if all you want to be is just a follower and you never arise and assume to a place where you can now lead someone, that is not good. Again, there's nothing wrong with following. You should follow someone that's greater than you. But ultimately, a son does become a father. He just don't stay a son in the sense that he's just never going to step out and step up into the next dimension of what God has placed with inside of him. So you got to look at yourself and say, man, am I just only interested in following or do I actually want to lead? And this is what I want to help you to see. You got leadership in you. You have it in you. And I want to say this again. I hate to be redundant. You don't have to have all of these little check mark boxes that people say that a leader should have before they start leading. No leader had it all together before they started leading. That's just not true. Don't believe it. You got to start somewhere. And again, there is a need for leadership. That's our issue right now in our world, especially in the church. We need people that are sitting in the pews to lead. It's not about just the pastor, the bishop. It's not just about that church leader or that eldership. No, it's about you. Because if you can be raised up, if we can encourage you to get your bat off your shoulder, you can reach more people than the average pastor. You can. You know people we don't know. But this whole thing about this fearful mindset, this lazy mindset, this envious mindset, this mindset of greed, this short-term mindset that only thinks of itself in the short term but not in the long term, being angry and just only concerned about just following, and that's good, but we need you to rise up and lead. Now, let me give you some characteristics that go uh, with the things that hinder our leadership. Number one, blaming others for when things go wrong. Do you do that? Do you blame other people or do you look within? Most people blame other folks because that's what they've learned to do. We have learned to blame other people, but you've got to be accountable. Number two, again, lazy habits. Lazy habits come from a lazy mindset. Getting up with no plan. Getting up with no thought process. Getting up with no purpose, no destiny, no sense of urgency, no sense of being eager that I got to take the bull by the horns. Every day, every second, every minute, every month, every year, you got to be able to chronicle this. You got to be able to look at it and say, I got to change my lazy habits. All right. Number three, relying on addictions. What does this mean? I have to have what I have to have to function. Watch this. There are so many people in our world that's got to have coffee. Now, I'm not beating up on people that drink coffee. But what I'm saying to you is when this becomes an addiction where you say, I got to have it to function, you got to look at that. That's not good. Because watch this. I've heard people say, man, when I don't drink coffee, I've tried to cut away, man, I got migraine headaches. I don't feel well. That's not good. You got to think of it this way. If I got to have this, in order for me to have a good day, to feel good about myself, for cognitive reasons, to be able to think and process and do, that's not good. So we can't just rely on these addictions. But I'm telling you, man, and, and don't get me wrong, listen, we all got something in our life that we shouldn't. But what I want to help you to understand, 
What you need to be addicted to is your relationship with God. Now, without that, you can't make it. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you can't make a change. You can't do the things that you're called to do. So we got to look at that. Number four, self-absorbed with little thought of others. These are characteristics, man, that are not good. These are things that we cannot be. We cannot be self-absorbed and only thinking about ourselves. Number five, limited initiative to achieve. You got a lot of people that's got no initiative. And again, that comes from background, home training, uh, people around us. Take a look at your circle. If your circle doesn't have any initiative, you won't either. I'm going to say that to you again. If your circle has no initiative, no get up and do, no husband, no gumption, no inner passion, no fervor, no fever, no intensity. That is not good. You got to get rid of that. That'll take you out. Number six, obsessed with what others are doing or saying about you. Listen, there's always going to be some people saying something. There's always going to be some people doing something. But notice what Jesus, his mindset was. He was like, I only do what pleases the father. And I know by me pleasing the Father, it's not going to please you. You're not going to like it. You're not going to love it. But notice what Jesus' mindset was. It was singular. He had such a singular focus on God and his mission. This is why he was able to complete it. We just don't want to be on the planet. We want to be able to say when we're done with life, when God takes us on, when we go on to be with him in heaven, we want to be able to say, I finished my course. That I didn't get tripped up by what people were saying or what people were doing. People are going to always be saying something. So watch this. If they talking, let's give them something to talk about. Since you running your mouth, since you gossiping, whatever the case may be, I'm going to give you something so phenomenal about what I'm doing to help other people that, man, the news is going to spread abroad. Since you love to talk and you got people around here, they love to snoop. But if you snooping, I'm going to give you something to snoop about and to talk about. Number seven. Here's another characteristic. Wasted time. Man, how much time do we waste? We waste a lot of time doing nothing. Watch this. There's times, there's seasons. The Bible talks about this, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant up, a time to sow. There's timing in the things of God. You got to operate in timing, but you got to be able to stop wasting time. Time is a precious commodity. You can't go back and do what you needed to do yesterday. Yesterday is gone. God is giving you a new day. So what are you going to do? Are you just going to waste it? You're just going to squander it? No, you got to redeem the time by looking at things in your life and saying, this is what I got to do today. So I'm praying, Lord, give me the strength for what I got to do today. And number eight, coming across negative people. Now, you're going to always come across them, but you got to be able to keep moving when you do. I'm telling you, people got so many bad characteristics of being negative. So when we come across negative people in a negative way, listen, you got to keep moving. Don't acknowledge it. Don't acknowledge what they're saying. Keep moving because the world is negative. I'm going to say it again. The world is negative. And when you come across negative people in a negative way, 
You got to keep on moving. You can't stay stuck around people that are negative. And I want to say this. This is by choice because we choose to just hang around people that we know are negative. Why do that? It's better to be by yourself. As the old saying goes, I can do bad by myself. I don't need you to help me to be any worse than what I already feel about myself. So change that surrounding, change those situations, and you begin to see some things happen in your life. Now, let's go on the other side of the fence and let's talk about certain mindsets that increase your leadership. We talked about those things that decrease it or hinder it. So let's talk about things that will increase it. Number one, a social mindset. What does that mean? The willingness to connect with other people. Do you have a willingness to connect with other people or new people or people of another hue, color of skin? Or you just only want to be around people that's just like you? Leaders that really want to lead have to understand that they can learn other things from other people from a different nation, creed, whatever culture, whatever the case may be. So you got to be social in that situation. You got to have a willingness. You have to have a willingness to say, you know what? I need to understand this culture or that culture or how they think or how they do. Because I found out that many times we feel disrespected when that's just that culture's way of doing things. So once we understand that, we realize, well, maybe I was a bit too harsh. Maybe I need to change the way I'm thinking now that I know some things. See, when you're knowledgeable about people and certain things that they're doing, it helps you to be able to work with them. So you got to have this social mindset. Number two, a business mindset. Here's what that means. Always being productive and serving. Notice what Jesus told his parents. He said, didn't you not know I would be about my father's business? Y'all didn't understand. I am always about being productive. I am always about serving. That's where we got to look at our life and say, are you productive or are you just busy, a busy body, just buzzing all around? That's not what Jesus did. So we got to have a business mindset. Number three, a dreamer mindset. There's nothing wrong with dreaming. Dreaming forces your mindset to go out in the future and see something that should be. See something that can be. See something that must be, not only for you, but for other people around you. This is how the world got created. God saw something that needed to be, that should be, and he spoke it out of his mouth, and it began to be created. And now we can see the world that we live in. Certain things that we read about inventors and people that did phenomenal things, they had a dream, man. We're not just talking about Martin Luther King. There was other people that had other dreams and aspirations about how they wanted to leave their mark on society. What did they want to see about this world that they live in? This is the type of leadership that we need. Number four, a grateful mindset. I like that. Just having the gratitude and the gratefulness of God that, Lord, that things just didn't have to be this way for me. You made it this way. You helped me. Sometimes we have this entitlement, but things don't have to be the way that they have to be. You know, we have to realize, man, when we wake up in the morning, that's the best gift you could have ever gotten. I've said it to, to my church many times. People went to bed the night before, had a plan to do something and didn't wake up to execute it. If you woke up this morning, God gave you the gift called today. Are you grateful for it? If you are, 
What are you going to do about it? How are you going to make somebody's life better? Because you are grateful about the day that God has given you. Number five, a confident mindset. That's not arrogance. Confident. I'm sure in God. I'm sure in the gifts and the skills that God has given me. If there's only one thing you know about what God has given you, be confident about it and lead out of that mindset. That's what we need. Confidence is good. Who wants to follow somebody that don't know where they're going? Would you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow anybody across the street if they didn't know we could get there. That's an attractive quality and trait. I pray that God gives you being confident, not cocky, not being dismissive, but just an assurance that I know God is with me and I know the few things that he's given me and I'm going to go and I'm going to create some things for others to be able to follow. Number six, a creative mindset. Creativity, I believe, comes from knowing God. God's a creator. Man, he's the ultimate creator. Jesus came on the scene in the Gospels, and we saw how he created and took something that somebody gave him. He took two fish, five loaves of bread, and fed a multitude of people. That's creativity. See, creativity is taking something that's there and doing something that nobody thought could be done. And I want you to know you got that in you. See, when God drops the Holy Spirit inside of you, that's the creative power of God. I think we just, I don't think we fully understand what the Holy Spirit is there to do. He's not just there to comfort, but he is there to take what he has placed inside of you and cause you to do more with it. You can take less and do more. That's what true leaders can do because they're creative. My prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will invade your space and show you how to take what is little and cause that thing to be multiplied. Now, finally, I want to give you some characteristics. And when we talk about characteristics, again, we talk about things that set you apart from other people. That's what it means when someone says, what are your characteristics? These are things that set you apart from other people. Number one, willing to help others. Leaders have to be that. That's what ought to separate you from other people. That I'm actually willing to help. You know why? Because I've been helped. People that have not been helped don't want to help nobody because they think somebody owes them something. But when someone has helped them, man, it pushes them to help somebody else. Number two, they solve problems. That's what cre- That's what this leader's mindset has the ability to do. They solve problems. Can I say something to you as a pastor? I don't even like working with people that's bringing me problems because I got enough of them. I want people around me that's helping me solve problems. That when I speak the vision to the house, that there's somebody that's listening that'll come up and say, Pastor, I can solve that problem for you. Hey, Pastor, I heard you talk about that. I can solve that problem for you. See, that's leadership. Why? Because God has given you a skill. He's given you a gift. He's given you a talent. He's given you an ability to be able to help somebody else. You got to move into solving problems. Number three, think big and know what you want. We got a lot of people who think small. Everything they shoot at, they hit it. But I'm talking about big thinkers. Think big. Watch this. And know what you want. Do you know what you want truly? I'm not talking about what other people want for you. 
I'm not talking about what the expectations of family, but I'm talking about do you know what you want? Do you think big? So big. Watch this. Thinking big means that the only one that can help me do this is God. If you can do this on your own, you don't have the thoughts of God. That's not a dream that God has given you. Anything that you can do apart from God is not really what he has called and destined you to become. But I'm talking about when you think big, massive, because God is big and massive. And you have to depend on him to be able to do the things that he's called you to do. Number four, they have the ability to see the best in people and pull it out of them. Man, that's what leaders can do. They can see the best in somebody else. Everybody else is seeing all the stuff that's wrong. Everybody else is seeing all the stuff they can't do. Come on, y'all. We've had enough of that. I've been around that. People that can see the obvious. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stuff that that when they look at you or when you look at other people, you say, man, there's something in you. I see it and I'm going to help nurture it and I'm going to pull it out of you. I want to say this. It is not your responsibility to unlock yourself. Somebody else got to unlock you. See, this is why God is a need meter. Anything that you see me doing, people that know me, I couldn't unlock myself. It's somebody that saw something in me and said, hey, son, do you know you got that inside of you? Do you know you could do this? Do you know I keep seeing this? Do you know the personality that you have? And I'm telling you, if I work with you for a little while, I'm going to pull this out of you because there's something inside of you that you can't get out. It's like a coach to a player. True coaches that's good at what they do, great at what they do. They are able to see marginal talent and say there's more there and they can pull it out of them and unlock it. How is it that one player can be on one team and the coach couldn't unlock them, but they go to another team, a whole nother organization, and you see a whole nother player? I'm telling you, man, it's true because you are not meant to unlock yourself. Somebody has got to unlock you. Number five, here's another character, eager to learn. Are you really eager to learn? Do you get up in the morning and say, I got to learn something new? If not, I want you to ask the spirit of God to give you that hunger to learn something new, because this is how you effectively lead. If you're not a learner, then how can you lead somebody else? I always say this. Leaders are readers. Are you reading any books, any things that you have picked up and you found? Sometimes we got to shut the TV off, get off of social media. Come on. What's hindering this is being eager to learn. Number six, they are dedicated to a cause even when others walk away. Wow, what a great quality to have. That ought to separate you from other people. It's so many people that walk away. Man, we could list them. So many people that said they were going to be and they were not. You want to be consistent and persistent and consistent. You want to be the type of person that says, I am dedicated to this cause even if the people that said they were going to rock with me, they walk away. I'm going to stay with it. That's the kind of leadership that we need to see in this hour. That when things get tough, you get tougher. That when things get harder, you rise up. When things get difficult, man, you just salivating. You just like, man, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to stay with it. This is how change happens. 
Change just don't happen because you got a desire. Change happens when you stay dedicated to it and you stay with it and you stick with it. How do you think certain things have transitioned in our world? When we talk about the civil rights movement, how do you think that, that happened? There were so many people that walked away. But a Martin Luther King and a Ralph Abernathy and all of these other people that are, uh, may not be uh, listed in the annals of time, but they stayed with it because they believed in the mission. Do you believe in the mission? Even when others walk away? See, if others walk away and you stop, you didn't believe. <laughs> Come on, I hope you heard what I said. When others walk away and you quit, you truly didn't believe. But when they walk away, you just as excited as you were on day one. Number seven, able to change and develop skills. We got to be able to change and develop skills, develop new skills. Watch this. Our mission always stays the same in terms of what God has told us to do, but the methods got to change. So we got to be willing and adaptable in every situation. Number eight, embracing challenges. Challenges will come, but embrace them. That's how you become a great leader. That's how people can say, man, he's dependable. Man, everybody's switching up, doing something different. But man, something about him, something about her, they embrace a challenge. See, when you got that inside of you, that mojo inside of you, man, you looking for a challenge. You know why? Because God is that way. He never ran from a challenge. Jesus never ran from challenges. Lazarus was dead. Jesus didn't run and go the other way. Man, Jesus waited. <laughs> he waited until he was graveyard dead and told his disciples he was asleep. But then he had to check. Then he had to uh, explain it to him a little bit further. Lazarus is not asleep. He's dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that he was so that you can see the glory of God. That's somebody, man, that truly believed in himself. He embraced the challenge. Embrace it. As you embrace challenges, you become better. As you embrace challenges, you find out things about you that you didn't know was there. When you embrace challenges, it takes you to places and dimensions because there is a dependency on God to make it happen. And finally, number nine, learn from failures. Is that a characteristic that you have that separates you from other people? You got a lot of people that fail, but they never learn from it. And they keep failing and failing and failing. But failure is not final. Failure is just an opportunity for you to begin again smarter. This is so key. So watch this. Do leaders fail? Yes. It's a part of it. So nothing is perfect. Stop trying to be perfect. Just be faithful. Just be committed. Just understand God has given you something. Go with it. Do it. When you mess up, own it. When you fail by the grace of God, you'll get up again and you'll be able to do it better and better and better. And this is how you lead. This is how you move. And this is what I'm saying when I'm talking to you about the leader's mindset. We don't want to hinder our leadership with the things that I've given. We want to increase our leadership with the things that I've given. I pray that this show blessed you in a wonderful way. But that's all that I wanted to share. Again, if this show blessed you, I want you to shoot me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Go to my website. If you're a first-time listener, we welcome you. Go there. Look around. See what new things we have. Check it out. There's some things that we're doing 
even now. Yes, I know I've been saying that, but we are endeavoring uh, to continue to do some new things to keep you connected. So continue to go there. You're being blessed by the show and you most definitely want to partner with me financially. Go back to that website, thomasadeloach.com. You can reach out to me on that email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Always the website at www.thomasadeloach.com. Go there, check it out again. Listen, it's always a blessing to be able to pour into you, teach you some things. I need some feedback so I know that what I'm sharing is being a blessing to you. Listen, I'm praying for you always, believing God's best for you. Go out there, man, and be great. You only got a certain amount of days and times that God has given. So let's be earnest. Let's redeem the time. Let's do all we can to be that leader that God has called us to be. And remember, as always, to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be, be empowered. empowered.